since learning the truth about alcohol over four years ago, I've become pretty skeptical about anything that seems too good to be true. You know, like alcohol. If you're like me and you can spot a too good to be true health hack from a mile away, congrats, you're a skeptic too. Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our standards. I take Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus every morning because it has high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. It's gentle on an empty stomach and has a minty essence in every bottle that helps make taking my multis actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com forward slash sober mom. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash sober mom for 25% off. All right, you guys, I am currently struggling with a pinched nerve in my neck. And if you have ever had one, you know the pain. So I am feeling super thankful for today's sponsor, Tanasi. Tanasi's CBD, CBDA is two times better than CBD alone and better than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. It helps soothe and relieve my aches and pains, like my pinched nerve, and it's great for sleep and anxiety, so I put it on right before bed. Tanasi was discovered by a team of chemists and biologists at Middle Tennessee State University, and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university partner for ongoing research. It is THC-free and comes in a range of products. I love the topicals, but you can also choose from soft gels, gummies, and tinctures. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tanasi for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you get a full refund. Go to Tanasi.com and use code MOM to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with promo code MOM. Hi, welcome to the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne, of My Kind of Sweet and the Sober Mom Life on Instagram. If you are a mama who has questioned your relationship with alcohol at times, if you're wondering if maybe it's making motherhood harder, this is for you. I will be having candid, honest, funny conversations with other moms who have also thought, hmm, maybe motherhood is better without alcohol. Is it possible? We'll chat and we'll talk about all things sobriety and how we've found freedom in sobriety. I don't consider myself an alcoholic. You don't have to either. And maybe life is brighter without alcohol. I hope you will join us on this journey and I'm so excited to get started. Hello, happy Friday. We made it. Okay, you guys, it's another episode. It's another bonus episode, a real sober mom bonus episode. And actually, this is our first sober curious mom. I loved this chat with Carrie. All of the moms that we've had on here so far are either newly sober or they're, you know, they've got a couple of years under their belt. Carrie is still in that journey of trying to figure out what moderation is, how it works, does it work, what alcohol does to her, what is life without alcohol, what is life if it's just, you know, a drink every week. She's just still in it. And I think that 
this is probably one of the most important conversations that I've shared on here because I think the majority of women, especially now after the pandemic, are in this spot. The majority of women have not already decided to be sober. I think that they're questioning their relationship with alcohol. And then they kind of freak out about what does that mean and what questions do I have to answer? So we talk about all of that and more. I know you will find this conversation helpful. And if you do, just share it with other sober curious moms or just share it on your social media and you don't know who you're reaching because as we talk about in this episode, we don't know who in our lives is questioning their relationship with alcohol. And I tend to think chances are most people have had at some point have questioned their relationship with alcohol. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Carrie. Okay. Hi, guys. I'm here with Carrie. Carrie, thank you so much for being here. Oh, of course. Yeah, it was a great opportunity to meet you and to uh, also share my story. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, so tell us a little bit about you. And then before we talk about sobriety, let's talk about drinking and your drinking story. So my drinking story isn't all too exciting. That's okay. (laughs) We take all the stories here. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. No, I I noticed that for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So I consider myself sober curious. Yeah. I, you know, grew up in a family where wine was, uh, could be a daily thing with meal, with a meal, you know, with dinner. I saw my parents have wine with dinner. They were always very responsible. I grew up, I guess, seeing it as more of a sophisticated thing that adults do. Mm Mm-hmm which I'm, you know, I'm sure is, is pretty, pretty normal. So I grew up with that. And then as a teen, you know, it's glamorized by TV and movies and all that sort of thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I went through the whole high school thing where you're, you know, you're imbibing and, you know, going off to college and that sort of thing, just all very normal. But I was never like the party girl type of person. Yeah, that was never my kind of thing. Not to say that I didn't party. I did. <laughs> it, it, and it was never like a daily thing where I'm thinking about alcohol all the time or yeah for me it was like I always always regretted drinking at a party it was I the anxiety thing was real for me and I couldn't yeah was that even in college in college you even regretted yeah, it and I should say I didn't go away to college but I was at college for for several years um I took health sciences I, I was okay. still at home but I you know obviously I had my college friends yeah it wasn't like it was, I had these terrible times. It was just, I was in a habit, you know, I, I could go weeks without drinking, but then certain weekends I'd want to blow off steam, right? Yeah. The release valve sort of thing. So yeah, I, I would do that. And then, then I found like, as the years pass, like, like I'm 46 now and you know, there's parts of me that, that are like, you should know better my goal here is to eventually not drink at all. Yeah. If that's in alignment for me. So basically going back to my story, I was in health sciences in college. I've always been into fitness and wellness and eating well and all of that. And it never aligned with me. I noticed that the habit of drinking was kind of closing in, you know, more 
situations of drinking. And Mm -hmm. I wasn't comfortable with that for a very long time before, you know, I I came to this point and it, yeah, it's, (laughs) the struggle was real. And so I'd be one of those people that would like call my friends the next day and be like, you know, I hope I didn't say anything offensive last night or, you know, like, or stupid or whatever. They'd be like, you're fine. Like, like stop worrying about it. It's not a big deal. Oh my God. That's that anxiety where it's like, holy shit, what did I do? What did I say? Like, it's all kind of blurry. What? Yeah. Yeah. And so I would black out obviously. Right. Like, and another thing I wanted to touch on too, was that I was in the health and fitness industry. Like I was a personal trainer for many years. My, my husband and I had owned a gym many years back. So it's like, you know, the whole diet culture and when you're a young woman and not, you know, you go to an event, you don't eat enough prior to. Totally. Oh my God. And then all of a sudden two drinks in, you're like. (laughs) And then the next time you're like, oh, that's the problem. I just need to eat beforehand and then I'll be fine. Yeah, ideally. (laughs) And then it's like, well, yeah. You're not, but yeah. Yeah. So I just, I started, of course, uh, as I always had done, because I was always interested in health and the science behind it and all of that. And so I'd, oh, I'd just go do my research. And, you know, you, you start asking yourself questions like, do I have a problem? <laughs> right. Like, I'm not drinking daily. I'm not thinking about alcohol all the time. But, you know, I have these times where I, I drink too much. Yeah. And I suffer through this anxiety the next day. I'm calling my friends saying, you know, doing like these apologies that may or may not be necessary. And I just got really tired of that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I read some books. I listened to some audio tapes, like The Naked Mind, for example, that was a big one. And and just did some reading and determined that I, I was being paranoid about having a drinking problem. Okay. In terms of the whole, am I an alcoholic? You know, yeah. just whatever that whatever means. that means, right? Exactly. Yeah. And right. so, just trying to clarify what, like, what I need to do, how I need to approach my issues with with alcohol. I love that you're on here because I think this sober curious area that you're living in is really important to talk about because I think a lot of women are there right now, where it seems like a big step that you, you're going to declare that you're never going to drink again or whatever yeah. that is, or you have a problem or what, you know, I, all of those questions, like, believe me, I spiraled through all of those. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is this? I don't even know. And all of that. But then you know that you don't like your relationship with alcohol. Yeah. And so like, you can hold those two things of being like, hold on. So this thing always lets me down. And I know this is a trick, but this over here is way too scary to make that leap into whatever that is. So I think the gray area that you're in is really, really common. Yeah. And I I think it's more common than we're willing to talk about out loud. Yes. You know, like what you're doing. But I think it's so important. And um, I think there needs to be more dialogue about it. It's just something that's not really touched on. Like I only talk about it with my sister and my husband, you know, mm-hmm. and why though, you know, it's, it's, I guess it's just the stigma of it. Yeah, I think it is because there's, it's not neatly labeled. It's not, it's hard to understand, but I do think when we don't talk about it, like some, 
you know, I keep bumping up against this idea of like normal drinkers. And I think some people have this idea that, oh God, if I could just drink normally, and you know, that puts the shame on yourselves. Like what's wrong with me that I can't control this wildly addictive substance, right? Where, where like, of course, that's, you're not supposed to be able to. I mean, no one can. It's just a matter of how long they're going to drink. But someone on the outside might look at you like you are a normal drinker. And they don't know it's like this duck, right? It's like the duck above the water is fine and calm and, you know, has this shit together. And underneath is all of this shit that's like being just like you are questioning all of it and you're struggling with it and you're why can't I control it and all of that. And so I think on the outside, people would consider someone like you a normal drinker. Yeah, totally. When this, you start talking about, I don't know, just like, oh God, I wish I could just drink normally. I just don't, I don't, you guys, I don't know anyone who hasn't at least questioned their relationship with alcohol. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know what a normal drinker well, they, is. They can't, like, it, it really irks me when the medical community will, will put out like, you know, drink in moderation. <laughs> well, well, can you please define that? Because moderation for one person might be different for another. Yeah. And like drink responsibly, like you would never put that on like a pack of cigarettes, like smoke responsibly. If you get lung cancer, that's a weakness yeah. in you. <laughs> oh. It's like, no, no, wait a second. We've been duped, right? Like we have totally been duped. Yeah. And yeah, that's my whole goal is just to be like, wait, wait, guys. Hey, do, did you know that it's not a weakness in you if you can't control this crazy, highly addictive substance? Yeah. And that like, you're not the only one who's questioning your relationship with alcohol. Like chances are everyone is, which is, which is why then when we share or when I share like, yeah, I'm sober, everyone is like, ooh, what is that? Okay, there it is. Ooh, that's, uh, that's uncomfortable. What does that mean about my drinking? Yeah. Because it's, it's addictive. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's a really important point that you're making is that it's an addictive substance instead of like exactly what you're saying. Like, yes, people, I think people want to just confirm, well, well, I'm not addicted to it. Right. I think that's where like the whole stigma thing comes in and it's, it's very misleading. Right. It's just so misleading in this idea that, yeah, that you have to be addicted to it in order to reap the benefits of a life without it. I think that's where that gray area is. And it's like all of this normal drinking stuff and alcoholic stuff just keeps people, well, that's not me. So obviously my relationship with alcohol is fine, even if you know deep down it might not be, even if you've questioned it. And that's not a weakness in you. <laughs> no. And, and you know, I've heard that. I think it was you who I heard say that before and I, it helped me. It was like, like it, it felt so good to hear that because I went through so many years of just being ashamed of myself for the times that I overdrank yeah. and just beating myself up about it the next day. Maybe if I'm being honest, the next week, you know. Yeah. And hearing that, it's like, okay, I can use tools to better my choices and and improve. You know, the thing for me was the alignment of wellness and fitness, right? Because mm -hmm. if I had, you know, a night out that I over imbibed, it kind of 
messed up any of the goals I had for the next few days. Yeah. And then it would just, I would just spiral into like negativity about it. And you realize after doing that, like so many times that, you know, this isn't the life I want. I have goals. I want to be healthy. You know, like I've heard people say like alcohol doesn't belong in a wellness space, you know, and that is so true. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, that's my, that's my new, I'm like on a mission. Now you got me fired up because like I am on, like as soon as you said the health and wellness thing, I think about, cause we just got back from Miraval and there's a fucking Miraval flask. There's a flask branded Miraval. There's a crystal wine stopper. It's like, oh, make sure your aura is good with the crystal while you're drinking ethanol. It's like, of course people, yes. And it's like, of course people in health and wellness are buying into the alcohol idea because it's everywhere. Oh yeah. And celebrities are not doing it any good either, right? Like, Like Cameron Diaz, I don't care if your wine is organic. I don't care if the grapes are organic. It's still ethanol, okay? Can we just stop? Like, yes, alcohol in bars, at parties. I'll bring my own mocktails. Get alcohol out of wellness spaces. Yeah, it doesn't belong there. It's it's like the elephant in the room, or that's not that's not a good analogy, but yeah, but it 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 is though because it's like, why is no one talking about this? Like. Why does everyone think feel like this is normal? Yeah, because it's, it's crazy. not. We are just so brainwashed into not even knowing what alcohol is or what it does that it's not questioned. And I don't think it's a malicious thing. I do think it's a malicious thing from the big alcohol and marketing stuff. But it's not a malicious thing for the people who are there and the yoga instructors who have been told that to offer, you know, beer at the end of the year party. It's like, they don't know. Yeah, sure. Have beer. No, (laughs) don't have beer. Don't have beer at yoga. Please. (laughs) Yeah. Can we not? This is my new, I I swear to God, I'm going to, I could go on. I know. (laughs) Stop me because I could go on and on about this. It's so bad. And the other thing too, that I've heard recently, and I can't remember if it was a podcast or if I read it somewhere, is this idea that, or, or maybe it's a fact that, you know, it doesn't matter how little or how much you drink. If you habitually drink, you're on the spectrum of addiction. So that's this naked mind. That's what she said in this naked mind. Like it's all a spectrum. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so even if I drink, like if I have one drink a week, one drink a month, or one drink, I don't know, every six months. Yeah. People are still fitting somewhere on that spectrum. And yeah, it just doesn't sit right with me. So yeah. Right. Okay. So we're sober curious where you sit today about your sober curious journey. Like what does it look like to you? Or maybe you don't know, which is great too. Yeah. So right now I'm just in a space of, I I know that I want to drink at the most one time per week, meaning one glass of wine. Mm-hmm. But I only want to stay there if like, this is the thing. I'm just being curious and open and... Yeah, this is a judgment-free... Ju- I don't have this figured out at all, obviously. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> I don't have any of it figured out either. This is all, we're just learning as we yeah, go. <laughs> true. So yeah, I just... Right now I'm comfortable with, you know, if, if I can, 
Yeah, it just comes down to this control thing, though, right? Like, if I can just drink on a Friday, like one drink or or two yeah. pops, right? Then I would be fine with that going forward. But if it started to spiral, which they say it can, like people have this good intention of moderating, and they over and over again they quickly realize, oh, I can't moderate. Like it's just not. Mm-hmm. Well, I certainly don't want to. Like I don't want to go another five, 10 years doing that. I would rather just let it go and be done with it. Just have it out of my life. Right. And, and that's my choice. And yeah, you know, moving along. So I'm, I'm just kind of like in the test, the waters, it's like, I'm in it, you know, like I'm, I'm in it. <laughs> yes. I love, that's why I love, I love this conversation because you are in it. You're in that experiment part of like, okay, let's see about moderation. What does that mean for me? Like, yeah, what does it look like? Is it possible? Can I do it? How will it be? How will I feel? I'm glad that you're on here because I think that this is fascinating to talk to someone who is in it. My experience was a little bit different in that I like decided I was done because I had such a brutal hangover. And then I was like, holy shit. But then I spiraled. I was like, oh my God, I just ruined my life. What does this mean? Like my life is over. And Only did I realize once I took it out of the equation, could my mind be free? Like, that's what I felt of like, there's no mental gymnastics around alcohol anymore. But that was just for me, you know, that that I didn't have to think about it. Um, And now it's all I talk about because then I made it my job. Um, (laughs) Now I do think about it. Now you have to talk about it. (laughs) But I, I, yeah, now I have, fuck you, alcohol. You, you got me again. But I feel like that's all a part of just learning about what you want your relationship with alcohol to be and how does it feel? You know, it's a long game. This is all a long game. Yeah. For me, you know, you know what a, like, what I learned about myself in going through this is that is the managing your brain aspect of things. And as we all know, the brain doesn't come with an instruction manual. I really wish it had because mm-hmm. I, maybe I wouldn't be here right now. Um, but, yeah. Um, not yeah. that I'm not enjoying this. Um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. No. <laughs> um, so, so what I learned about myself is that like, during the week, like I'm fine. Like I I don't think about alcohol at all. I just, I, you know, I work full time. I have two kids. I have a dog. I have a husband, uh, you know, it's busy. And so I'm just like doing my thing and trying to stay on top of the house, which is a challenge in itself. Um, yeah. And and I'm, I'm going along and then I, you know, I have my days, like I learned to kind of tune into yourself and listen to the thoughts that you're having. Mm-hmm. And I discovered a long time ago, oh yeah, I'm, I'm having a lot of negative, negative self-talk here. And I've, I've done a lot of work there and I, I can say I've come a long way. Mm-hmm. But one thing I noticed at that time was that I would have this kind of like self-talk, you know, kind of gaining momentum from Monday, you know, through the week, get to Friday. And I'm like feeling emotionally kind of strained, you know, yeah, stressed, thinking about and, and not realizing at the time, oh, this is like kind of self-generated in a sense. You know, there obviously there's life stress. Yeah. But then just wanting to press the release valve and totally like the weight of it. You just want to put totally, it down. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just want to escape. <laughs> yes. And so 
I realized, you know, over time, I, you know, as I started tuning into that and being like, researching, like, what can I do about it? And, and discovered some tools that were helpful. Like, I don't know if you've heard of the think, feel, act cycle. It's no, but I, I've, I, I haven't heard of it, but I'm familiar. <laughs> Tell me what it is. Yeah. So I stumbled across it and I was like, Ooh, this is interesting. And yeah, it's about how your thoughts, which you can't always control, right? We have a lot of thoughts, right? Never, <laughs> never. your thoughts. Yeah. Your thoughts, which yeah. affect your feelings, which your feelings that affect how you act. Right. So it's, and when I learned that, I was like, Oh, right. So it's like, Oh, I'm having all these negative thoughts. It's stressing me out through the week. I get to Friday, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Hmm. And I subconsciously know, Oh, I could just open that bottle of wine and pour a glass. Right, right. Even if I'm not thinking that, I'm, I subconsciously know it, right? Yes, it's a habit. Yeah, it's a habit. Yeah, it's a habit of the trigger is stress and the reward is, okay, the, that's like in, in The Snake in Mind too, Annie Grace, doesn't she talk about even just the pouring the glass or even just the ordering the wine, you feel calmer? Yeah, like the dopamine's already releasing. Yeah. Yeah, it's our, knowing that the wine's coming, it's already like... Yeah, yeah it's the anticipation. Yeah, yeah. So it's not the actual thing, right? So if I would just not pour the wine, <laughs> I could still get the dopamine hit? Right. I don't know. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, how does that work? So it was super interesting learning that. It, it was just learning to be aware, you know? Like we're so... Yeah. As moms, we're so busy and we're so distracted and we're... We don't often get the luxury of tuning into our own, you know, what's going on in here, right? Totally. Yeah. Like taking a, a temperature read or, or whatever. And so, so but, but realizing that it's like, oh, okay. You know, like I just gotta, I just gotta take moments through the day where I'm like taking some deep breaths, you mm. know? And yeah. And so I, I started doing that and started applying just small, like not, I'm not meditating for two hours. I'm not that. <laughs> oh my God. Good. Because I'd be like, what? <laughs> no, who has time for that? I'm like, you're a rock star. Like who could do that? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I can't even do 10 minutes. Yeah. So like I five. I'll cap it at five. <laughs> yeah. Five. Five is like an eternity when you're meditating totally. anyway. <laughs> so learning that has like super helped me like change and yeah. be able to affect change. First of all, how I've been viewing myself, you know, and yeah, because I, I think I've been too hard on myself in the past. Yeah. And then just being more aware and knowing when I need to check in with myself. And these are just skills that like anyone can use. You don't have to mm -hmm. necessarily be struggling with alcohol, right? It's just a just life right. skills sort of things, sort of tools. I like that. Yeah, it's so it does sound like you're really in touch with yourself and your brain and your mind and how it's affecting you. And I like this idea of it's like a pressure cooker all through the week. Yeah. And then by the time you get to Friday, you're like just going to lose your shit. So then you turn to this and it's like, oh, wait, how can I release that gasket a little bit throughout the week? So it's not so much pressure when you get to Friday. I That's a great idea. Yeah. And, and also running has been a godsend. Yes. What do you love about running? Because I'm a runner and I love it. But what do you, yeah, what do you find in that? 
it's Zen for me, like just to be able to, mm-hmm. to go long distances and just get into a rhythm. And I don't always like listen to a podcast. I kind of go back and forth. I, I kind of like to be with my thoughts during the run and I'll get my best ideas at that time. Yeah. I can problem solve better during that time. So Me too, isn't it? Yes, same. Like if I don't know what to do about something or I don't I don't even know what's going on in my mind. Yeah. Like I go for a run, I come back with knowing what to do. I don't know if it's just like my body knows what to do to run. Yeah. Like I don't have to think about it. Like you don't have to teach your body how to run. Like you know how to run. And so then you're just kind of free yeah, it is. It is like a meditative state. Yeah, it I is. I mean, yeah. not that it's, you know, running is a challenge for sure. But I mean, if you go slow enough, just go really slow like me. Yeah. <laughs> I just ran my slowest half marathon <laughs> two two weeks ago. Good. Yay. <laughs> oh, that's good, though. Yeah. Well, congrats. That's something to be celebrated. Yeah, it's fine. That means that you had a lot of great meditative thoughts up there. Exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's so good for me to do that. And when I don't, like if I haven't worked out, if I, mainly it's the running, like I I have to lift weights, obviously. And Mm -hmm. I do that a few times a week, but the walking or sorry, the hiking and the running, I don't know what it is. I guess because it's the running is, it's physically draining, but in a good way. Yeah. Totally. I don't know why. I just become, it's either because I'm exhausted, but I I just become calmer, right? Yeah. And I, I love that feeling. <laughs> I do too. It uh, slows down the hamster wheel in my brain. I think that's why. Yeah, totally. I am so with you. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I wish we could talk forever because I want to, I am going to follow your journey. Will you, do you post in the Facebook group a lot? Or do you just follow along? I like to go in there and like cheer people on. Oh, that's so nice. So I I don't think I've actually posted anything. Maybe once I did. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I'll I'll definitely start posting more. Or just like reach out to me because I want to I want to follow your journey. I think this is fascinating because you are in it. Oh, for sure. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. You're in it. And like, you're so aware of stuff too. Like you're not just like, you know, some people are in it, but they're not really aware of what's going on. Like you're really trying to figure this out for yourself. Yeah. Well, I've got kids too. So it's like, we can, that could be another podcast. (laughs) I know it should be. (laughs) I know. Well, I am so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so glad that you came on here to talk about this and to just like show up where you are and be open and vulnerable and talk about your journey, because I think this will help a lot of women. I think so many women are right where you are today. I hope so. Yeah. That's, that's why I came on and it was great meeting you, Suzanne. Um, This has been fun. Good. Well, thank you, Carrie. Let's go for a run. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank okay. you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sober Mom Life. If you loved it, please rate and review it wherever you listen. Five stars is amazing. Also, follow me on Instagram at The Sober Mom Life. Okay. I'll see you next week. I'm going to go reheat my coffee. Bye. Why are we doing an ad again? So that we can tell people about brand new information, a pop culture and political podcast. 
Say it in a way that doesn't sound like game show host. Okay. Do you want to be in a room of overeducated douchebags and feel comfortable? Brand new information is for you. What's it going to take to put you in this podcast today? We have brand new information on sale for free. Free! Wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, we might not break the political and pop culture news of the week. But we put it right back together for you. That's right. Listen wherever you find your favorite podcasts. I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of how-tos for navigating all the things sober, from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories, and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.